Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plushcare. Plushcare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Oh, there's nothing like it, is there? Getting your hands on a bag of chips, whether it's midweek treat, whether it's a Friday night takeaway staple or just a craving after a night out. Hot, crisp, lightly covered in salt, vinegar moistening the bag. This is food fit for a king. But the debate that has divided chippy lovers up and down the country is what sauce do you put on the chips? And it's been revealed now through research what sauce people favour. Now, personally for me, you know, the salt and vinegar on its own is kind of your setup. You know, just a little, like a little dab of red ketchup, whatever. That's all it needs. And it's just pure perfection from there. Um, But some weirdos out there love things like gravy slathered all over the chips. Weirdos. Other people like curry slathered all over the chips or on the side. I'll tolerate now a bit of curry sauce on the side. I will tolerate that. But I don't like them kind of drowned in gravy or drowned in curry sauce. But now the debate, I mean, it's just something that people want to know, isn't it? debate as to what sauce people love on their chips has been revealed. Oh yeah. And there are people that have jobs that go out and do this research. Cutting edge research, I'm going to say. Apparently it's a company called Puka. Go figure, I know. They asked 2,000 people, what do they prefer on their chippy orders? Number one on the list. Probably not surprising. Good old-fashioned ketchup. That's the number one spot. 36%. Then, chip shop curry sauce is coming in second. Now, that's going to anger the gravy lovers out there, I'm going to say. Because I think gravy lovers on chips are going to think, why are we not second? You know, they are coming in third. Sorry, a chip shop curry sauce uh, comes in third on the list. Gravy came in fifth, though. Vinegar came in second. Look, salt and vinegar. I thought that was just a standard, like, you know, slosh them on just anyway. But apparently that's second. Mayonnaise is favoured in the fourth spot. Mayonnaise all over the chips. Ah, now, come on. No, no, I'm not for that. One in ten prefer barbecue or chilli sauce. Well, you see, you'll always have those, won't you? The ones that are kind of trying to be exotic with their barbecue sauce or chilli sauce with their chips. Come on now, nobody asks for that really in the chipper, you know? Apparently that's in there. And a fifth, 21% flat out state that chip shop curry sauce is the best sauce at the chippy. So much so, 10% say they would eat this chip shop curry sauce with every single meal. So 
the lads at Cranston who make this sort of stuff, they're just delighted, you know, they're delighted with this. But I'm wondering, how do you like to eat your chips? Are you like me? Just the salt and vinegar, little dab of, gra- of, of ketchup, not gra- gravy. I nearly said gravy. No, ketchup, ketchup on the side. That's it. Perfection. What way do you like to eat your chips? Are you one of these weirdos who loves the gravy? Let me know. 86 658 James Arthur, say you won't let go. You are getting in touch about your preferred topping or sauce on your chipper chips. 86 658 Gravy all the way. Yes, I am one of those weirdos. Love gravy and lots of salt, no vinegar. So the salt, but wouldn't the gravy also be salty? It's a lot of salt. It's a lot of salt going on there. Can't beat the curry chip, Sinead. And then ketchup slathered all over it as well. Oh, no, 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 no. You're going to have it all swimming in the sauce now. That's just, that's too much sauce. Too much mess as well. Too much mess. Big fan of the curry sauce on the chips. Uh, the, the more, the better, says another message here as well. Angela's been on. No salt and vinegar on the chips. Oh, okay. She says, I'm always looked at like I'm an alien when I say no, thanks. Right. No, it was not even no salt. Be very dry then, wouldn't it? Mayo, though, all the way for her. Mayonnaise. Okay, so you're one of these people that like the mayonnaise as well. Thank you so much for that, Angela. Uh, Jim, Jim from our D regular listener says he loves the curry sauce on the chips as well. Uh, Sinead, just salt and vinegar. But get this. Now, this is unusual. Coleman's mustard at Tia. Tia and Carbon Cross, she's putting Coleman's mustard on the chips. Oh, how did you come up with that concoction? Was that an accident one day or are you just a huge mustard fan and you just sort of tried it out? Oh, no, I don't know. I don't know if I'd be a fan of that now. Um, if it's a chip butty, Sinead, brown sauce. Brown sauce on the chip butty. No, I see. I don't th- I think when it's a chip butty, I don't think that you need any sauce is what I'm going to say. Bit of butter. It has to be white bread as well. We're going to be paying for this afterwards, I know. Has to be white bread, has to be the chipper chips and then just like a little touch of salt, a smidge of the vinegar when it's a uh, chip sandwich. Brown sauce, oh, not sure about that one. But, you know, it's everyone to himself. Get this one for a combination. This is from Tara. Uh, She says, uh, chips and chocolate milkshake. Dip the chip into the milkshake. I have partaken in that but only if it's a skinny like a McDonald's skinny chip you know not really a chipper chip into a a milkshake but I am with you on that one as well why do other people's chips smell nicer says Blaming Eamon oh I know Eamon or you know if um Someone's gone into the chipper and you're like, uh, they're like, do you want anything now? I'm going in now, I'm getting my burger, I'm getting my chips. Don't be asking me for a chip when I come out. Do you want anything? No, 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 I don't want anything. And then, of course, you're going to like dive in as soon as they come in. It's the smell, Eamon. It just releases all those serotonins, you know what I mean? And the brain, it floods the brain and logic goes out the window. That's what happens. Keep those coming in. 86 658 The 11 to 1 show. Here for you. 20,000 euro, such a huge amount. Drada Credit Union, uh, they managed to collect this for the Turkey and Syria earthquake victims. They were doing this a couple of weeks ago and they would like to thank every single one of the members that contributed to that huge amount. I mean, that is massive. 20,000 fundraising mark and it's all going straight to UNICEF uh, for their work on the ground there. The donation uh, took place in Drogheda Trim, Eastmeath and Dunlear and it really, really is amazing. 
amazing to see that huge, huge amount. Uh, so it's going straight to UNICEF uh, to help all of the victims from Turkey and Syria. So our Drogheda Credit Union liking to thank all of the members for giving what they could on the day. There's the chorus with Breathless. My tummy is rumbling with all of these suggestions coming in about what you have with your chips. Keep them coming in 086 1800 658. We'll get to them a little bit later on. Now, the Rathkenny Revels are back. Yeah. Oh, they always put on a great show. They are back in Rathkenny Hall, County Mead, with their annual variety show, Music, Comedy, Dance. It's all happening Wednesday, 29th. Thursday 30th, Friday 31st of March at 7.30pm. They are also having a matinee Sunday the 2nd of April at 3pm and then later on at 7.30pm as well. Guaranteed fun. These guys are on the go years and they always put on a brilliant performance. I have a pair of tickets to give away. If you'd like to go along, let's keep it simple of a Tuesday. All you have to do is WhatsApp or text me the word REVELS or E-V-E-L-S. REVELS, followed by your details if you'd like to go along. All the details of the new show and tickets, by the way, rathkennyrevels.com. That's where you'll find them. So if you'd like to go along, the show kicks off Wednesday 29th. It's running right up until Sunday the 2nd of April. All you have to do is WhatsApp or text me the word REVELS, followed by your own details to 86 658 She did it. 48 hours non-stop through the rain, the snow, the hail. Oh my God, she is incredible. Nicola Duffy from Kilmesson. It was her latest endurance race at the weekend. We're going to have a catch up with her just after these. The 11 to 1 show. Rain, hail, snow, nothing could stop the amazing Nicola Duffy from Kilmesson as she was determined to complete the gruelling 48-hour youth sport OMA run which took place at the weekend. Now she's no stranger to a challenge and despite only taking up running in 2016 she represented Ireland at the IAU European 24-hour championships in Verona. She also clocked up a whopping 207 kilometres in just 24 hours around a 400-metre track placing as the top female finisher. This time she was taking on this race in memory of her mother who sadly passed away last year. Nicola Duffy joins me on the line. Nicola, how are you getting on? Hi Sinead, thanks for having me on again. Great to have you. Have you recovered? Are you exhausted? How are the limbs? Um, I'm still alive. <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm actually okay, surprisingly. I, my ankle is obviously, I had a bit of an issue with my ankle. But apart from that, I'm actually relatively unscathed. So already this morning, I've kind of been looking at what I'm going to do next. Oh my God. <laughs> so that's Nicola. a positive thing. <laughs> You are unreal. I'm going to circle back to that now in a second. But uh, remind me, first of all, what is this 48 Youth Sport OMA endurance race? What is this all about? So it's the first 48 hour run. Um, it's an ultra run. So you run consistently. The goal is basically to run as far as you can within 48 hours and to cover the furthest distance. And I suppose the the, the overall aim is to run consistently. Um, <clears throat> when In my case, I had planned, obviously, uh, to run the whole thing. Yeah. Unfortunately, as I said to you there, I had a problem with my ankle. Um, after the first day, I got through about 24 hours and I was at, a, at about 180 kilometres in and my ankle just wasn't, <laughs> wasn't playing ball at all. So oh. I had to take a little bit of time out um, to troubleshoot that. Yeah. Um, but, I got, but I got back out on the track um, after, after getting that sorted and I, I went on to finish. 
Amazing. Um, and I, fin- I finished second overall. So second, I was delighted. second yeah. overall. And how many people are taking part? This is a, is it an all Ireland thing, or do people from abroad take take part in this? Yeah, so actually because there was a weather warning in place on the Friday, as I'm sure you're all aware, the yeah. snowy ice. Uh, so we all started off in minus five conditions. So that, I think, deterred a lot of people from turning up. Um, so we, we, there were supposed to be 60 people, um, but there wasn't, I actually don't know how many there was. Okay. Yeah, there, wasn't, there wasn't that many. But yeah, there was people who were there from abroad uh, and Ireland, obviously, um, okay. to, take, to take part. But it was, the numbers were, I suppose, more less substantial than what was anticipated because of the weather warning that was in place. And I can't really blame people after going through hell for 48 hours. I kind of understand, you know, why why it mightn't have been the best idea. No better woman to just be like, pa, weather warnings, ah, I can do this. So talk to me about what the weather was like because you started off in minus five, So, but it was also like the, the rain was hammering on you as well, yeah? Yeah, so we started off, we, we actually drove up on, to Oma, it was in Oma, on Friday evening it was a 6 o'clock start and even getting up the roads were terrible so oh I was God. kind of thinking, what am I doing but um, anyway got to the start line it started snowing um, we were having the water bottles as we go around they were freezing I'd, like it was it was brain freezing oh <laughs> it was unbelievable then of course the, the snow started falling really heavily um, so we're on a 400 metre track and every time you went around the corner, you'd just be met with a wall of freezing ice, snow, consistently, relentlessly. It was just, it was torturous, really. We were hit with every sort of weather extreme that you can think possible. It got so bad and so windy at one stage that the gazebo where, I suppose, my crew were stationed, where all my dry clothes were, yeah, um, blew down. Oh, God. <laughs> so they got saturated and I had no dry clothes left. So that was a disaster. Um, and then you're kind of thinking troubleshooting in terms of what do you do you don't want hypothermia to set in so yes exactly. it was very difficult <laughs> very difficult is mildly putting this this really is and I mean like all the training can only prepare you so much I mean what there are times where you thought I just want to go home I'm just going to sit down in this track and that someone just lift me off it I'm going home <laughs> yeah and you know my dad he's so good he wanted to be there because obviously you know it was for my mum and my dad came up and I really wanted to do him proud and he came up at one stage and he saw me and I was suffering and I yeah. was really suffering at that stage. And he kind of said, you know, it's okay, Nicola, if you, if you just, you can't do it. <laughs> I was kind of like, yeah. there's no question of me not doing it. I just need a little bit of time to troubleshoot some of my cold issues and my ankle issues. And once I got that, I, there was never a doubt that I, was gonna, that I wasn't going to do it. Oh, never. The, well, you have the fire in the belly from the get-go anyway, but <laughs> as well as that, remind us, because you were doing this for a very special reason. <laughs> Yeah, I'm doing it for in memory of my mum and she passed away unfortunately uh, last March um, after a very short battle with cancer and she was looked after so well by Beaumont um, Professor Dunnick O'Brien there and I just wanted the opportunity to give something back um, very, very small because they gave my mum more time than we would have had without their interventions so it's, they gave us more than I could ever give back but I just wanted to do something um, for them and that's that, that was why that was why I, there wasn't ever any question that I wasn't ever going to finish this no matter what it didn't go my way this race I had like to be to be frank um, I had lofty ambitions going in um, yeah. I was I ran 260 kilometres um, which is which is <laughs> I'm happy with but like yeah. you know I, I, 
I know I can do better. So You're I so tough back. on yourself though because I know you've <laughs> set the bar so high with other endurance races and, and just general races that you've done in the in the past and I know that you had that, that goal. So I, I know mm. that you're you're d- dying now to kind of go, right, give me another 48 hour challenge. Come on people. <laughs> That's you, <Yeah>. isn't it? <laughs> That's totally me, yeah. And as I said, I've been already looking, scrolling this morning. What can I do? What can I do? <laughs> <laughs> to kind of go back and uh I suppose guess what I think I'm capable of because I, I I don't feel I was as I've I've never been as fit as I am now. Yeah. So, so you want to keep I, that up. Yeah. yeah exactly. Absolutely. And I know your mother was such a champion of you. She was always on the sideline cheering you on with regards to this. So this is why this kind of makes it more uh, poignant, I suppose, but also some more so much more special too. Yeah, and I you know she's she's just let it even when I finished the other day it was wonderful to have my family there. You know my sister came up and. My dad was there, but, you know, she wasn't there. Yeah. And, and like, that, like, really, really hits home. Um, she she thinks I'm crazy. She always thought I was crazy, <laughs> but she, she supported me, on, like, undoubtedly in every, anything I ever did in life, irrespective of running or career or anything I did. She was my huge supporter and my best friend. And it was just, I suppose, finishing uh, a thing like that, where you put your body and your mind through so much, you know, it's it's really kind of it's really evident at the end that she's not there, and it really hits you harder. Yeah, of course it's going to. Of course it's going to. Mm-hmm. The first person that you want to ring and tell, you know, or hug, yeah. you know, and tell kind of what 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 would happened and how you felt about the whole thing. You are accepting donations. You set yourself a small target of funds to raise for Bowmount, but you've managed to to raise quite a bit of money. I have, and as I said, it's testament to every single person. I just want to say a huge thank you. Um, you know, not only for the donations, I've managed to raise 3,600, I think Amazing. was the last. And I just want to take the opportunity to thank everybody so much, um, not only for the donations, um, but for their kindness and their messages of, this, of the support for me. Um, it means a lot to me because when you put people in your corner, it makes the job so much easier. <laughs> oh, it really does. It really does. And you're still accepting the donations on that. It's Nicola's 48 hour run on GoFundMe. Now, I have to ask you, right, because we're talking about chips on the show this morning, Nicola. What was the first thing? Were you like, give me a bag of chips? Or what was the first thing that you wanted to eat after this? Um, well, would it be wrong of me to say that I didn't really want to eat anything, but I was I wanted a glass of Malibu rum. Oh, yeah. Go for it. Listen, there's no judgment here. Well deserved. Mal- Malibu rum and coke was, is my first is my first thing. Never mind the food. <laughs> I absolutely love that because no date, you know, with training and particularly in the run up to it, there wasn't there wasn't that many Malibu and oh, rum. Unfortunately, Sinead, I'd love to say that was the truth. But <laughs> Brilliant. Well, that's looking well deserved. I'd say it just tasted amazing though. Then once you'd gone through all that and battled through all those elements and came second overall. It must have tasted amazing. It did, and I, I, there's a long running joke. You know, every time I'm kind of running, they, everybody kind of says, "So, oh, do you want a Malibu now? Do you want a Malibu?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it, 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 it was. It's well. It's the most hardest earned drink after yeah. putting your putting your body through 48 hours of misery, running around in a 400 meter circle in the snow and the rain and the wind. Oh, it really is. And no better woman to do it. And I know that you've got the fire in the belly to get another endurance race under the belt and come back to us. Let us know what the plan is when you when you do have that. I have to congratulate you on this, Nicola. No better woman to just keep going and keep that motivation going as you go around the track. Your mother would be so, so proud and Bowmount are going to be thrilled with that fund that you have raised. Thank you again so, so much uh, for taking the time out to join us today. 
and today thank you to you as well I really really appreciate it no problem at all no problem at all Nicola Duffy isn't she brilliant unreal I'd be crying I'd be going get me off this track no no more anyway if you'd like to donate the GoFundMe is uh, open for another little while so Nicola's 48 hour run you search for it there and GoFundMe the 11 to 1 show We are going back in time now and a famous actor was born on this day in 1933. This is probably one of his most iconic lines from one of the best classic movies, The Italian Job. You're only supposed to blow the bloody doors off. Love it. Michael Caine celebrating a birthday today. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Senator Windows products will help you create a secure, comfortable, energy efficient home you're proud of. Call 0818 I'm not going to do my impression because Niall O'Brien is the only man that can do the best impression, I'm going to say, of Michael Caine. But on this day in 1933, British actor Michael Caine was born, so he's 90 today. And today is International Day of Mathematics. Yeah, the study of numbers, shapes and patterns. It's crucial in today's world. And this day got it started with the idea of improving the access to and role of maths education for students, particularly related to the role that math plays in science and technology, as well as for empowering women and girls, improving the quality of life and also contributing to sustainability for planet and people. So International Day of Mathematics. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Creating the perfect home is a journey. Let us guide you. Visit our Drada, Dundalk and new Navin showrooms. Discover more at senatorwindows.ie. Britney Spears, every time on LMFM's 11 to 1, we are talking about what do you like to put on your chips? Because there was a study that was done recently, research conducted into this as to what sauce was the most favourite. And people are getting in touch on 086 1800 658. Ah, now hang on a second. Oh, chilli mince sauce. Chilli mince sauce, says James Andrada. Okay, so you're talking about a taco chip. That's, yeah, okay. I thought it was chilli mint for a second. I was going, what's going on here? Chilli mince sauce. Yeah, 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 I'll go with that. I like chips and coleslaw and then nothing else with them. Okay, yeah. Now, would you put the coleslaw on the chips or is it like a side thing where you just have a little bit of a dip into that? Yeah, I could go with that though. Chip uh, butties with melted cheese, fried onions, smothered in garlic mayo. Babs, that sounds ridiculously good, I'm going to say. So the chip butty, melted cheese, a few of the fried onions. They smothered. Mm, I don't like a smothering of sauce, but I can tolerate like a bit of that. I'm Yeah, I'm, I'm on board with that. Thank you so much for sending that in. Somebody else, Irene, says, I like uh, the mayonnaise and ketchup mixed together. Oh, so you kind of make it like a Mary Rose sauce, Irene, is it? Yes, I'm loving that as well. Keep those coming in, 086-1800-658. We are heading towards 12 News and after that, we're going to be joined by the head of Emmy award-winning animation company, Futurum Kids. He is from Screen and he's getting ready to release another series from their studios based in Dundalk and the Grand Canary. We'll be chatting to Francis Fitzpatrick after 12. The 11 to 1 show. Ireland's women's rugby team swap a traditional white shorts because of period concerns. More on this after picture this. Late night text, the lyrics from songs. Trying they're getting ready to release new music. Picture this with One Night on 11 to 1. 
Now, you might have heard this earlier on in the news, but the Irish, Irish women's national rugby team will make a permanent switch from wearing traditional white shorts to navy as part of a drive to address period concerns. And this is a fantastic uh, move by the team. A small thing, but a huge step forward. Um, and uh, the Irish side, the, the kits are supplied by Canterbury. They're the first Six Nations side to make this move. And it was all prompted by players' feedback around period anxieties and um, Ireland International and Yabreen welcomes this she says uh, you know wearing navy shorts instead of white is just such a small thing but for us it's a big step and uh, our hope is that we will help all women at all levels of rugby feel more comfortable on the field so that they can get on with performing at the best in the game that they love that's the thing that is all that they want and it's such a small thing but a huge thing in so many other ways because it means now that women coming up the ranks and particularly young girls you know will be wearing these darker colours now we're seeing these te- this team wearing darker colours and hopefully other sports will follow suit and it will encourage girls to stay in the sport and not be dropping out as they are doing. Uh, So great to see that progress happening. Now let's see what else is happening in the world of celebrity. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Hi, I'm Crossy. Sam Claffin has admitted he's a massive fan of David Beckham. The Peaky Blinders star said the one day he wasn't on set, David appeared. He was raging seeing all the cast getting photos and he was speaking to James Corden this week about it. But I saw him, my agent was like, hey, look, this is my party. Do you want me to introduce you? I was like, I can't, I just can't. I can't, I can't go over it, I can't. You couldn't meet him, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. And then, of course... He's a big fan of Peaky Blinders, and the, I, I worked every day for two weeks. The one day I didn't work, he came to visit set, and oh. everyone had photos with him. I was like, oh, God. One day. Selena Gomez is back on Instagram. She posted a picture of herself promoting the new Miley Cyrus album. In the caption, she posted Violet Chemistry, which is one of Miley's new songs. Chance the Rapper has been talking to Kelly Clarkson about joining The Voice as a judge this year. Chance and Niall Horan work alongside Kelly and Blake Shelton in the lineup this year. It's a it's a lot different than I thought it was gonna be. It's a lot it's a lot of fun. Yeah, we have a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think uh, you're funny. We are. We, you we are. I have cried and had to have makeup redone. Kind of funny. Yeah. yeah, I think that's my favorite part about it. It's like a very easy environment. Like yeah. you and Blake and Niall are all cool. Everybody that works on the show is cool. Uh, and there's a lot, it's a lot more hands-on than I thought it was going to be. Like a lot of like, you know, like I do like production work and stuff yeah. with Peter Cottontail. And so like getting to work on the arrangements of the songs and on like the vocal production part, I have a... Can I say what's going on in the I show I don't know yet? if you can no. say, but okay, you do well, have... He, he, he knows. No, but I Way will. better than I can. That's The Buzz. I'm Crossy. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. I have a very special request for a very special lady coming in on 086-1800-658. It's for Pat Donaghy. She's from Drogheda. She was 80 yesterday and it's coming in from your five daughters and son. Now... <laughs> The message uh, who sent me this in says, you might remember her, Sinead. She's the lady who found the baby in the middle aisle in Aldi. Well, of course, straight away, I remembered. How could I forget Pat Donaghy? Last year on this show, we did a competition in association with Aldi and it was about the strangest thing that you've ever picked up in the middle aisle. And this lady picked up a baby. (laughs) But it was the way that she told the story. She thought the baby was a doll. And then, yeah, it turns out it wasn't a doll. 
it was a real life baby whose baby she was sort of taking. <laughs> it was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. So Pat have to say a very, very special happy birthday to you and we're going to dedicate Jerry Rafferty just for you today. Jerry Rafferty, Baker Street and LMFM's 11 to 1. Now, back in 2021, I had a chat with Niall Waters. He was from Futurum Kids, an animation company. I should say Emmy Award winning animation company. And they were setting up a hub, a studio in Dundalk. Well, there's lots of progress that has happened since then. I'm going to be joined by CEO of the company, Francis Fitzpatrick. He's from Screen. He's in studio. He's going to give us the lowdown on what's happening with him and the animation world. We're going to chat to him next. The 11 to 1 show. State of the art animation and media company Futurum Kids is currently finishing its second series of Paddles. It's an animated series which aired on Cartonito in the UK and the company produces the world class animation in its Dundalk studios and its studios in Las Palmas in the Grand Canaria and it was set up by Denise and Francis Fitzpatrick. They're from Screen County Meath and also in 2021 they set up an animation facility in partnership with DKIT in Dundalk. Joining me now to tell us more about the work and what's going on with the company is Francis Fitzpatrick he's CEO of Futurum Kids I'm delighted to have you in studio thank you so much for coming in to me thank you Sinead uh, good afternoon to everyone lovely to be here now tell me how does a lawyer end up setting up an animation company these two things seem like polar opposites Francis it's a long story um, so depending on you cut me off but in essence I was a young lawyer two kids Myself and my beautiful wife, Denise, uh, working and living in Dublin. Uh, Denise decided to be a full-time mum. And now we've six kids, so she needs to be a full-time mum. But I would come back from my law practice totally exhausted. And in those days, women's lib was full on. And so she'd go out on a Friday evening, leave me with the two kids, Daniel and Clara. And uh, I'd be delighted to have them for the weekend um however three weekends in a row the kids were left with her mother and denise allowed me watch my rugby drink my corona bear, beer and i had a great three weekends and the male antenna is a bit sort of slow on taking out why is she doing this so on week three i said you're up to something you want something what is it you want and she said oh no nothing nothing i've just got a great idea about a little pig that's going to make us millions. I really thought she was off her rocker. So I said, what are you talking about? I'm a lawyer. I shuffle paper. That's how we pay pay our bills. And she said, no, no, no. You're the greatest salesman in the world. I married you. You persuaded me. You can sell anything. That's how I got into animation. (laughs) She had this idea about a little pig that she had in her imagination since she was a young girl growing up in Screen, County Meath. And that pig, thanks to her great idea, went on to win seven Emmy Awards. Seven 
Emmy Awards. She was so dedicated to this. She had this idea. This is Jaker. Uh, that's the first uh, series that you guys uh, came up with. Uh, so this is the thing that she had in her mind. So you obviously had full faith in her. She was way off weekends doing this on, on the side. So you had full faith that she, she could deliver the goods. Well, it, it, it was her idea. Mm. And what we then needed was a ton of funding loads of legal documents, loads of tax advice, resilience by the barrel load, and somehow we made it happen. In fact, there's a book about it uh, called Cease and Desist, which was launched by Pat Kenny. It's all those years ago on The Late Late Show. And that tells the full story. So. And that I have, I thank you so much. He's given me a copy of the book and it is a fascinating read because this is where you went up against Disney over uh, the character and comparisons to Winnie the Pooh, which is like a story for a completely different day that I would love to delve into. Absolutely. But this is kind of where this all came about. But the show as well, the the Jaker and, and the Adventures of Piggly Wings was voiced by people like Joel, Joan Rivers and, and Mel Brooks. I mean, like, how does you, how do you even attract people like this? That's pretty amazing. Amazing. Well, I think the animation and wider entertainment world were quite shocked that a young Irish couple could take on Disney Corporation across three jurisdictions, Japan, America and Europe, and win. And therefore, to this day, uh, Jakers is probably the most expensive show ever made because people backed us and... Um, I think that's uh, that's the reason why you're able to afford those Hollywood greats, uh, Joan Rivers and, and Mel Brooks. Amazing, amazing. So you you end up then uh, you move on. You 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 set up the company. You're in this for the long haul. And uh, when when we mentioned at the start there in 2021, you decide to partner up with DKIT and and create this this hub and dock. Tell me about this. Where did the idea come from? And how is that going? How is that developing now? A lot of water under the bridge from the success of Jakers because in the meantime, um, we got caught up in the uh, Northern Rock stroke Lehman Brothers crash and lost everything. Right. So we had to start from ground zero and through our Christian faith, um, we somehow kept in the game and with six young kids... You somehow have to keep paying the the bills. So, terrible time for the whole country. The banks collapsed and um, fair play to anybody who who survived. Uh, It it was a harrowing time. Um, I was recruited by probably one of the biggest British companies uh, after the Lehman Brothers crash to work for them, uh, Cosgrove Hall. And, of course, being a lawyer, I said, what's in it for me? And they said, well, what do you want? And I said, well, I've got my own brand. We're seven-time Emmy Award winners. Uh, It should be Cosgrove Hall Fitzpatrick. And surprisingly, they agreed. And we did a really good series uh, with the famous um, Del Boy character um, who was voicing it. Um, And the... Idea then came that we should have a U.S. office, which I was in charge of. But once again, 
animation is, is a really tough business because uh, Paper Hoy was doing so well that the company decided that they'd close the U.S. office and just concentrate on production. And I, th I felt that was the wrong decision. So I left the company to set up Futurum Group, Futurum Kids, and then we uh, signed a deal with DKIT. And I'd like to say they've been absolutely first class, um, particularly Aidan Brown, who heads up the commercial division. They've had some great success there. Uh, Stat Sports is a massive sports company that, that came out of DKIT. And Futurum Group uh, is, is, is likewise uh, coming out of a partnership with DKIT. And, and why Dundalk as opposed to, say, Dublin or, or one of the bigger cities, say, around the country? Well, Dundalk um, is very convenient to where the owners live. My wife and myself, we <laughs> live in Screen. Much easier to get into Dundalk. But Dundalk has arguably the best animation um, course in any Irish university. And that's what really attracted us. There's lots of talent here. But the big problem is that all the multinationals in our business, so the Irish animation business is, is huge. You have uh, companies like uh, Brown Bag, mm -hmm. who were acquired by Nine Story, a major Canadian company, for about 50 million uh, they, they never like to disclose the numbers. I was just going to say, they d definitely kept that one under the hat. I didn't hear about that, uh, but it's uh, fantastic. And also, of course, you have Cartoon Saloon, huge players in, in Kilkenny. And uh, you had Boulder acquired by Hasbro Toys. Hasbro acquired Peppa Pig for four billion wow. uh, two years ago. So this is a, a, a business that can grow very rapidly. And... If we can somehow stay in Dundalk uh, with DA, DKIT, um, Paddles is doing very well. It could be the next billion-dollar brand. It's hitting much faster milestones than Peppa Pig ever did. We're now in 130 countries across the world. We've signed with NBC Universal, one of the biggest U.S. stations. And if we have the support... There's no reason why we can't have a fabulous animation company here in Dundalk recruiting 100 to 150 graduates. That's amazing. And Paddles is the, the adorable uh, polar bear that ends up in uh, the, the River Shannon. Tell me about this. This is the series that you have, uh, what, 50-something episodes of this done at this stage? Well, we're on the way to 52. We're almost at 26. But Paddles has already aired across the world. Uh, been on RTE, you can watch them on RTE Player, uh, top-rated show on Cartoonito in the UK, and as I say, we've just signed a deal with NBC Universal. And even more than Paw Patrol and uh, Peppa Pig, we've signed very quickly a global toy deal, which is unheard of. Okay, that's huge, and yeah. So Paddles could be based uh, completely here in Dundalk if we had the monetary support. Now, the government are great, but they see Dublin as the be-all and end-all. And I know I'm being controversial here, but I live in Screen. I mm -hmm. want to do my work in Dundalk. My kids don't want to have to travel to our studio in Gran Canaria. They want to operate out of Dundalk. The listeners' kids want to operate out of Dundalk. 
there's plenty of jobs available to do paddles, to do our next series, Ling Ling, to do our third series, uh, Charlie's Ark, fourth series, Muggins. These are all ready to go. But I have no choice. I've got to make them in London or our studio in Gran Canaria. And and what's the biggest hurdle there with that, uh, Francis? Is it that they don't see the investment in animation or, or what is the, the hurdle there? The issue is that you can get... Uh, each of these shows costs 5 million euros mm-hmm. to make. Every country has a tax credit. So Ireland has a generous one. It's 32%. But Gran Canaria has 50%. Wow, okay. France has 70%. So we want to wear the Irish jersey. We're 100% Irish beef. We want to stay here and make animation in Dundalk. Not Dublin, not Kilkenny. But Enterprise Ireland will give you matching funds. But you've got to find the funds first to match them. So what we're looking for is investment from somebody or some institution in Louth or Meath that can actually see that attracting seven-time Emmy Award winners home who want to be here and are here would be useful for the local economy. Absolutely. And, and like, I mean, you see this time and again within the arts and entertainment sector that there is this sort of notion that I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's a, a snobbery around it or what. But the funds, th- there's always the plea for funds, Francis. There's always the plea for funds, whether it's in, in the arts sector and entertainment sector. Is th- is there just that the government or that people with power or people with funds don't see the value in it? Um, I think the government, in, in fairness to them and, and Enterprise Ireland, do see the value. We've had 19 Oscar nominations, um, which is just fantastic we're fighting well b- uh, beyond our weight uh, well above our weight um i suppose the the opportunity is there um paddles can be the next billion dollar brand but do we want to base it in dundalk or do we base it in canaries or london that's the reality. So what are you so you're essentially looking for somebody, an investor that might potentially be listening today to, to get in touch, to reach out. Is that what you're looking for? Yeah. Um so you know, we're only on this earth for a certain amount of time. Um I'm now sixty three. I've You worked. definitely do not look sixty three, Francis. Absolutely not. Could just say that. Oh, you're drinking from the fountain of eternal youth. Must be all that work with kids, children's programs, keeping you young. <laughs> I think. Did you ever see the movie Benjamin Button? I, I did. I, I did. I'm trying to get younger as, as I grow older. <laughs> um, so the thing in life is you can only take with you when, when you're gone what you give away. So if there is someone out there, certainly in the philanthropic industry, what you want to leave behind is a strong industry and supports for, for your own area. And that's what we're trying to do here. My wife is from Screen. Now, I have to confess, I lived a lot of my life in Dublin, but I was actually born in, in India. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm firmly based in Screen. All my six kids, our, our six kids grew up in Screen. So we want Dundalk to be 
the next great animation hub in the world and we can do it if we get the right help. And, and that's very encouraging for the likes of me to hear because you alluded to it earlier on, people that might be, you know, studying uh, animation now, people who are considering a career, parents of, ch- of kids that like myself who are mad for animation as well, mad to get into this. Is there a future, is the future here or are children and are people who are studying animation going to have to go abroad? Well, we, we have a clear choice within our company um, and we'll be making it in the next three months. Do we make our next new series, Ling Ling, which is a beautiful story about a little panda bear who comes from Shanghai to boarding school in Ireland? And I love that you keep the Irish connection with every, every uh, series as well. It's brilliant. Well, it's been so successful for us. And... In terms of demographics, uh, Jakers was much better known uh, between four to seven-year-olds than Bailey's, Guinness, U2, uh, St. Patrick even. Wow. So being Irish has worked for us. We have 70 million of us in the US. This is a global business. So we specialize in that tradition and heritage of the Shanachie telling Irish stories that resonate with the world. Paddles in particular is, is, is very interesting because it captures two of the biggest crises that are currently facing the world. One is refugees. So Paddles, because of global warming, was brought by the stork to be born in Alaska but sorry, due to the global warming and the change in the winds, he arrives in a frozen River Shannon. The River Shannon had never frozen over and grows up as an Irish wolfhound. Yeah. So he's your typical refugee. Yeah. You know, a lot of the world is, is unfortunately going to live somewhere else. And it's all about acceptance and love. You're loved because you're different. And kids will tap into that and kids, particularly kids who are now living here, as you say, can maybe identify with paddles, which is which is, again, another another element to this. How can people get in touch? If there is somebody listening, if there is somebody interested in this, how can they how can they reach out? Um, Through your good selves, perhaps, Mm -hmm. uh, Sinead, um, or we've got a website, uh, which is www.futurumkids.com. And I'll give you my personal um, <laughs> email if that's permitted. Yep. Uh, yep. So it's francis at futurumkids.com. Dot com. Perfect. Well, it's great to see the company is thriving in terms of the content that you're producing and everything else, Francis. I'm hoping that you can stay here in Dundalk because the future, as you say, is bright for animation. I thank you so much for, for joining me today. Thank you, Sinead. Thanks a million. If there is anybody interested, come on, he's talking about billions of euro here that could be invested in this fantastic company uh, that could reap the rewards of this. If you are uh, interested, uh, we have the details here if you want to get in touch with us, but futurumkids.com is the website. The 11 to 1 show. Love Inc., your superstar in LMFM's 11 to 1. Fascinating man, Francis Fitzpatrick. Fascinating character. 
and their journey to creating the animation company is very very inspiring I'm here with the book he's given me a load of merchandise which I'm delighted I've got Paddles the Bear the Paddles the Polar Bear here in my hand and I also have their book Cease and Desist Surviving the Might of the Largest Entertainment Corporation in the World very very inspiring stuff and it was how they took on Disney as Francis um, alluded to there at the start of the interview it's, oh look I could talk to him all day about that but it's really encouraging to see somebody that is so passionate about what he does and passionate about keeping those jobs and the animation studio here in Dundalk so here's hoping that he does get some investment in the company I want to give a shout out to Martin and Marie Richardson in Drumconrad uh, hello to you guys hope you're doing well today Martin loves the show ah Martin you're my new favourite person thank you so much hope you're having a great day um, we will be getting back to some more of your messages as well 086 658 also don't forget I do have tickets to the Rathkenny Revels up for grabs as well but first time for job search LMFM Job Search with thanks to LMFM Online. Check out the latest Northeast news, sport, and entertainment on LMFM.ie. Derek Flanagan, auto repairs require a qualified car mechanic for a busy garage in RD. Please email your CV to Derek Flanagan Auto Repairs at gmail.com. Remfac Motor Factors and Agri Parts in Bridge Street, Navin requires sales staff to apply email own at remfac.ie, and that's own with an E. A solicitor's office in Drogheda area requires a part-time secretary. Please call 086-606-4863 and quote reference PTS to apply. PJ Callan RD requires an energetic experienced stores person for their garden, landscape and agricultural store. Apply to john at pjcallanlimited.com or you can check out lmfm.ie. Modern Fashionston Dock requires a part-time retail assistant. Please send your CV to info at modernfashions.ie. And Eco Energy Improvements are looking for a sales executive to join their growing solar PV sales team. Attractive salary offered. Please email your CV to Deirdre at ecoenergyimprovements.ie. Don't forget all of the details of those jobs can be found on our local job section on lmfm.ie. LMFM Job Search Dermot Kennedy something to someone on LMFM's 11 to 1 last chance to enter our Rathkenny Revels competition they have their annual variety show of music comedy and dance Wednesday 29th Thursday 30th and Friday 31st of March at 7.30 they're also holding a matinee Sunday the 2nd of April at 3pm and later at 7.30pm I have a pair of tickets to give away if you want to go along all you have to do is WhatsApp or text me the word Revels or E-V-E-L-S followed by your own details on 086 658 you can also check out more details of the show rathkennyrevels.com The 11 to 1 show Julie, you're in Bohermine in Navin. You are going along to the Rathkenny Revels. Congratulations to you. Jerry Kelly will be giving away some later on on the late lunch. Also on the late lunch, I'm very excited to hear Brian Penny on with Jerry. He's going to be talking all about manifestation and everything. That's all coming your way at half one. That is our lot of the show for today. Thank you so much to the guests and to, for you, for your company. We'll chat to you tomorrow. The 11 to 1 show. 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.